Isabel, who was to wed Henry's half-brother Hamlin, had temporarily taken them into her household to raise with her own children, which had been one small grace amid the devastation. How are they faring? Well, indeed, as you will see, Isabel said fondly. Joanna is a fine young lady, and John and my William have become close friends as well as cousins. It has been a great comfort to me knowing they are safe in your hands. Isabel waved away the acknowledgement, but looked pleased. It has been my privilege. They are both so clever. I have never seen anyone so adept at working an exchequer board as John, and Joanna reads aloud with never a stumble. Alienor glowed with pride at Isabel's acclaim, but felt a guilty frisson of resentment. She should be the one praising such intelligence, instead of hearing about it from the lips of another woman, even if Isabel was her sister by marriage and a good friend. Nevertheless, a new mood was clearing her path, like sun burning through fog. She had been shaken back to life, and there was no turning back. Do you know why Henry has brought me to Winchester? She asked as Amiria helped her to don a clean chemise and a gown of scarlet wool. Harry says he wants to make peace, but I fear his motives will not be to my advantage. Isabel shook her head. Hamlin has said nothing. Alienor sent her a sharp look. He does not know, or he will not tell you. Isabel dropped her gaze. I do not know that either. And she would not venture to ask. Alienor knew Isabel's propensity for refusing to see life's harsher realities in their true light. I hope you can make peace, Isabel said anxiously. It is no life for you at Sarum. Alienor curled her lip. I expect Henry will use life at Sarum as one of his levers. He imprisons me there for nigh on two years, denies me all contact with the world and my children, and takes me from all things of grace and luxury. Now he brings me to Winchester and showers me with everything that I lack. But I tell you this, I will never yield him Aquitaine if that is his price. I would rather return to Serum. Indeed, I would rather be dead. Alienor, Isabel extended an imploring hand. Do not look at me like that. Alienor snapped, and then drew a long breath up through her body, filling herself with life and banking down her irritation. I bless you for waking me up, she said in a gentler voice, and kissed Isabel's cheek. I may not be ready to speak to Henry, but I am desperate to see my children. Alienor had just finished breaking her fast on bread and honey, when John and Joanna arrived with their nurses and Isabel's four offspring, their cousins. Alienor's heart turned over, but she barely recognised the son and daughter whom she had bidden farewell at Sarum's gates two years ago. Aged nine and ten, they were still children, but standing on the final stepping stone before the perilous leap into adulthood. John was the first to come forward, smoothly bending one knee. My lady mother, he said. Joanna curtsied and murmured the same. Her hair was plaited in a gleaming braid, 
the light brown shot with the distinct glints of her father's auburn. The constraints binding the situation were like taut ropes at full strain. In a sudden flurry, Alianor slashed through the formality and gathered her youngest children to her heart. How you have grown! She fought tears. Oh, it has been too long, but I have thought about you every day and prayed to see you again. We prayed too, Mama, John said, his expression innocent and open. Yes, they did, Isabel confirmed. I never had to remind them. Wiping her eyes on her cuff, Alianor took John and Joanna to sit in the embrasure with her while she recovered. Eventually, she was able to greet Isabel's son and three daughters with composure and was astonished at how they too were no longer tender little infants.